Well, hey everyone, I'm glad that you could join us online today for church. I'm Pastor Ben, and I'm overjoyed to have the privilege of sharing God's word with you and with your families today. Uh, So as we get started here, I wanted to remind you that over this month of March, we've been taking a look into our missions program here at NBC and hearing from many of our missionaries that we support. Today, we get to hear from a few more of them as we wrap up this series called Commission. We've been talking through the, great, uh, the call of Jesus in the Great Commission to go and make disciples of all nations, and specifically where Jesus describes the way his followers will spread the life-saving message of the gospel. In Acts 1-8, we, we see him say, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now, Throughout the last few weeks, along with many of you, I've been watching the spread of COVID-19 across our world. And with numbers in the hundreds of thousands of those infected and over 20,000 deaths now, this continuation of this virus is honestly kind of terrifying. But just as it is terrifying, I kind of find the spread fascinating. How quickly it's gone from country to country as if people unknowingly carry at home and how hard of a fight it has become worldwide for us to flatten the curve. Now, speaking of the fight, I also think of how intensely we are battling against this, how fast our country began to close schools, businesses, churches, and events, how focused our healthcare system has become on making people aware, preparing facilities for the infected, and educating the public on how to stay healthy, how vigilant every parent became to share every hand-washing and self-isolating post on Facebook the moment their kids became homeschoolers. We got to flatten that curve now to get those schools reopened, right? Yes, it's fascinating to me to watch all of this go on for multiple reasons. Reason number one, it proves to me that when we as a culture realize that something is a legitimate threat, we will react with intensity. And reason number two, it proves to me that we as the church haven't realized the legitimacy of sin, death, and hell. Because if we had, we would be responding much different. Now, before we go any further with this, I wanted to take a few minutes to introduce you to one of our missionaries who has realized the spiritual sickness our world faces and serves to battle it here in our Jerusalem. Good morning. My name is Art DeVos, and I'm the executive director of Camp Rock Ministries out here at Reddington. And we, uh, this morning, are just thankful that we get to be a part of your worship service and your time Uh, As we were planning on being there in person, uh, things have obviously changed. And yet we're still grateful for the opportunity to be able to share what God is doing here in our midst. And and, and we are preparing and and planning uh, for the summer to happen uh, on schedule. But we know that this virus uh, that is currently uh, being dealt with is something that might change some of those plans and it may shift around some of our dates where we are flexible to do that uh, but we are also taking every precaution we can uh, we've always maintained strict uh, sanitary standards out here at Camp Rock that will not change in fact it will only uh, increase as, as this um, continues to unfold And in the next coming months, even with the quarantine in effect, we are going to be readying our site uh, for such things. Uh, We do have that advantage being located where we are uh, to be able to continue just to work outside and to continue to get our facilities ready. 
I just want to say thank you to your church for your continued and faithful support over the years. When my wife Pam and I arrived here with our two boys in 2013, a lot was unknown as to what would happen here in our ministry. And Mitchell Berean has been a faithful giver through those uncertain times when a lot of other people stopped giving. And I want you to know exactly what that has done for us. Because I get to shout from the mountaintops what God is doing in this place. It is not my credit to take. It is not for my glory, but for His. And I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for blessing us. Each and every month, Mitchell Berean continues to, to send support uh, with their mission committee. And we started in 2013 with 123 kids total for our summer program. This last year in 2019, we finished with 410 campers. We have 480 total beds to even utilize in our summer program. So that 410 puts us at 85% capacity. We never would have thought or imagined we could reach that point this quickly. God is working, and we just want to say that you were an instrumental part of that. Because we know that you continue to pray for our ministry. We want to continue to be a ministry that, that is able to resource your church and, and, and to work with kids in this valley. I have a great appreciation for your pastors and your staff at Mitchell Berean and, and how we've been able to come together and to continue to just love people together and show them the love of God. Okay, so in Acts 1-8, Jesus sends out the apostles to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the furthest reaches of the world. And today, I want to specifically focus on the last place Jesus mentioned the uttermost parts of the world, the ends of the earth. Now, immediately when I say those words, your minds jump to an image of like deep jungle tribes who have most likely would kill, cook, and eat you before they would ever listen to you talk about Jesus. But what's crazy is that when Jesus spoke these words, Mitchell, Nebraska was the uttermost parts of the world. These apostles didn't even know that our continent existed, and yet Jesus called them to missionally plan to reach it with his gospel. Now, according to the writings that we have in the book of Acts and to many ancient historians, we can see the reach of the apostles as they began this work of spreading the gospel throughout the world. We've got Andrew, who would, would have gone to what we know as Georgia and Bulgaria. Bartholomew went even as far as India. Matthew was in Iran. Peter went around in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Bethania, Italy, and Asia. Philip went to Turkey. Thaddeus went to Iraq, Syria, Turkey, and Iran. Thomas was in Iran, Afghanistan, and even India. Paul went from Croatia, Italy, and possibly all the way into Spain. And it's an incredible thing to think about what these men did to start going and spreading this good news, the gospel, to start fulfilling the commission as Jesus had called them to, to start doing the work of sharing the gospel on a worldwide scale. They began it with intensity. Now, as we continue with our service, I have another video to share with you of a missionary couple we support who is striving to reach into our Judea and Samaria. Greetings, Mitchell Berean. Hey, Mitchell Berean. 
Diane and I are in Lincoln, Nebraska. We're in the process of moving here and trying to lead a, a Berean fellowship during a pandemic. It's been an interesting season in all of our lives, hasn't it? But we're out uh, on a walk by a lake and uh, the water reminds us again that Jesus is the living water and those who come to him uh, never thirst. And we have everything we need in Jesus Christ, our creator, our sustainer, and our savior. So we just want to encourage you. Thank you so much uh, for supporting us, Mitchell Berean. Your, the monies you give help Diane and I uh, help shepherd uh, the entire Berean Fellowship and train pastors and help churches stay on mission to reach lost people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and see them become authentic disciples of Christ. So thank you so much. We love you, Mitchell Berean, and uh, have a great, great time serving Christ as you work out your faith through fear through the wonder of the unknown, through finances being taken away, we have the living water, Jesus Christ. Amen. That's that's so awesome. I love that. Something the Lord's been teaching me personally through this season of life with all the craziness that's going on. I just finished reading the book of Deuteronomy this morning. And Deuteronomy is that book where Moses is giving his last charge to the people before they go into this new territory. And God's word is so powerful and personal and timely in our life. And God um, just spoke to me again. Those two words in Deuteronomy, remember and obey. Remember the consequences of sin and obey. Remember the faithfulness of God and obey. Remember God's promises and obey. And so our encouragement, uh, that was encouragement from God to me personally, and our encouragement to you, church, is to remember and obey during this day and every day. We love you. Thank you so much for loving us and praying for us. God bless you. We'll talk to you again. Bye-bye. So the apostles began the work that Jesus called them to, and it's still a work that is going on now, a work that is still needing to be done to this day. A work that we as believers, as followers of Jesus, as his church are called to do. A work to reach the world. And I want to share with you the reality of the situation we are in as the church. Because I think you will see that this is a work that we're not really doing well. I want to show you some of the stats on missions and how the church has been reaching. So as of August of 2018, there's 7.56 billion people on the planet. That separates down into a total number of people groups that's 16,591 people groups. Now, in those groups, there's a bunch of unreached people groups. That means less than 2% of them are evangelical Christians. That total of unreached people groups is 6,741. Now, the total population of those groups is 3.14 billion people. That makes up 42.2% of the world's population lives in these unreached people groups. Now, there's another group called unevangelized people. That means that there's more than 2% of them are evangelical Christians, but still great numbers of them are unsaved. The total of unevangelized people groups is 2,792. The total population of that is 764 million, making up 11% of the world's population. Over 50 percent of the world's population lives in these groups. Now we hear these numbers, and for some of you, you can immediately see the problem. Apparently, we're not reaching the people in these groups very well. 
we immediately think of how hard it probably is to connect to these groups. And I'm not saying that it isn't, but the reality is this, we don't really know. Now, why would I say that? Well, I'd say that because of what I'm about to share with you here in just a few minutes. Now, we've been progressing through some of our missionaries who have reached locally, regionally, and now here is a family we support that's reaching into the world beyond our country. Hi, Mitchell Burian Church family. We hope that you guys are doing good. We're just taking this short little video to tell you guys a little bit how we're doing. We'd love to be there with you. We really would. We look back at our last time together with a lot of joy in our hearts. And whenever we see your guys' pictures on Facebook or be able to watch a message on Facebook Live, that's a shout out to whoever does that. You guys do a great job. Uh, it really puts a lot of joy in our hearts. But we're here in Switzerland right now at our missions campus. It's in the background. You can see the main building. The students are right now in classes and we snuck outside to make this video just for you. Last week they just got back from uh, an outreach. They were in four different teams in Italy, Spain, France, and Portugal. And now they're back for a week of classes. Uh, I was in Chile at our big missions conference. We had over two and a, no, over 2,000 people who came and participated. And it was Hello. a wonderful time. You want to say hi? Hello. <laughs> and you're in kindergarten now, aren't you? Yeah. And Emily does a great job going to kindergarten. So we're doing very well as a family as well. But our time in Chile, my time in Chile. Yeah, my time in Chile was really good. I missed the family because I went alone. But it was exciting to see how God called so many people to a deeper relationship with Him. How He revealed to them just what He's doing around the world. <laughs> Sorry. Life with kids is distracting sometimes, but I think you understand too. <laughs> But it was really special. Um, over 400 people went to practical outreaches afterwards. And yeah, now we are back here for the next few months uh, before I'll head back over to Chile or to Latin America at some point again this summer here. But we're really thankful for your prayers, for your support. Uh, we have a lot of practical work going on here. Our campus is old, but it's, it's a wonderful opportunity. Uh, to be able to, to come and help and serve. So I want to just continue to invite you to be a part of that practically. But from the bottom of my heart, thank you for all of your prayers, for your faithful support. We really look forward to the next time that we're able to see you again. So a big hug from Europe. Bye. Say ciao. Okay. So we have nearly 3.5 billion unreached people on our planet. And as I shared earlier, while the church has made efforts to reach them, we haven't really tried very hard yet. There's a total of 550 million evangelical Christians worldwide. In ministries, there's 4.19 million full-time Christian workers, and 95% of them are working within the Christian world. Now, there are 900 churches for every one unreached people group, 78 thousand evangelical Christians for every one unreached people group. I want you to imagine the impact 900 churches or 78,000 people could have on one of these groups. It's insane to think about how much they could do. Now, maybe these numbers don't hit you. So I want to move on to some of the ones that do. Let's look at money. The annual income of all the church members worldwide, including Catholics, is $42 trillion. $7 trillion of that is for evangelical Christians. Now, Christians give on an annual basis $700 billion to a cause of any kind that's in the church. 
the U.S. spends that much money on Christmas every year. Out of that $700 billion, $45 billion of it is given to missions. That's only 6.4% of the money given to any Christian causes. $50 billion is embezzled from churches by members every year. We have more money embezzled from churches than going to missions. The money that goes out of that missions budget to the unreached people is estimated to be around $450 million. 0.001% of the $42 trillion income of Christians. For every $100,000 that Christians make, they give $1 to the unreached people groups. This church, or the church worldwide, has roughly 3,000 times the financial resources and 9,000 times the manpower needed to complete the Great Commission. And if every evangelical gave 10% of their income to missions, we could easily support over 2 million missionaries. Now, of the 400,000 Catholic and Protestant foreign missionaries worldwide, 77% of them are serving in the reached parts of the world. I know that there are people who still need reached in those areas. I'm not trying to put that down. I myself work in a reached part of the world to reach the lost. But the fact that only 3.3% of missionaries are going to unreached people groups is not something that I can celebrate. It's time for us to wake up. We've been forced to rethink ministry in this season. And if you're seeing what I'm seeing here in these numbers, it sounds like it's way beyond time for that. People are dying without ever having the chance to hear the life-giving message of Jesus. And we're worried about whether or not we're going to have enough toilet paper. Now, I understand. And I'm just as guilty. As I prepared for this, I cannot tell you how many situations came into my mind where I put my temporal comfort before the eternal destination of someone. And it's time for us to wake up. Now, one couple from our church woke up to this a few years ago, and they have stepped into the exact picture of the uttermost parts of the world that we have to reach the unreached people groups. Morning, Mitchell Breen. Travis and Nikki Ray here. Nikki and I live on a center, um, support center in the, the islands region of Papua New Guinea, uh, known as Hoskins. That's where we, we live and function from. But primarily what we do is we spend a lot of time caring for our missionaries themselves. Um, the spiritual, emotional, and physical health is, is really a priority to us. And so we get the opportunity to interact with our missionaries. Um, they're on center, and if, if and when possible, we'd love to go out to where they're serving. We have, we have people on our center that we also engage with. We, um, we looked after the center itself, so we're responsible for the, uh, the business aspect of our center, as well as uh, the facilities. So um, we have some employees um, that we um, train and educate either in the mechanical or carpentry or electrical side as well as, well as the, um, the business office. We have ladies we get to engage with that work in our guest housing. Um, so we actually have an incredible ministry getting to engage with um, many different aspects of ministry in PNG. Well, as most of you know, Nikki and I have been back since November. Um, we came back um, back home to Nebraska to our home church here, Mitchell Brian, uh, as Nikki has some medical, but I think I'll just let her go ahead and share on that. First off, I just want to say thank you all so much for your words of encouragement, um, your prayer and your support during this time. Um, it was February 24th, 
Um, I had my surgery over in Denver. The doctors did um, a remarkable job and I just want to say thank you to all the doctors and nurses that were involved in that. Um, it was a very um, trying and difficult time for me. Probably by um, the second and third round that I was in the hospital, um, my faith was greatly challenged. And I would just say that um, right now during the midst of the COVID-19 crisis, and just the uncertainty. Um, may our eyes be fixed on Jesus and um, know that it's walking with him in the midst of the storm that really can grow your faith and that you really know him, truly know him. God used that time to really just challenge me on who he really is because whether I feel him or not, whether I see my circumstances change or not. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and I think that's where we can stand firm, is it's not based on what we feel, and it's not based on what we see, it's based on what we know, and how we know that is walking through those trials with Him. And I guess I would just ask that during this time of COVID-19, um, that you can also be in prayer for our many missionaries that serve around the world, not just in Papua New Guinea. Many of them have been asked by their uh, medical professionals um, in those countries that if they have compromised immune systems, that they are um, taking that short window of opportunity to buy tickets and head home which many of them have done, but a lot of their flights have been canceled over and over again. And their window of opportunity, because the borders are closing, um, they're not able to, at this point, get back to their home countries. And so we just ask that you would pray for those that are looking to get back and get medical help that they need. Although PNG has got our heart and we look forward to going back there, if the Lord will allow, we'd love to be back, be back by mid-August. Um, but until we go back, we want to be able to serve Him right here where we're at. So, um, guys, we just want to say thank you. Um, we appreciate everybody's prayers over over the past months, and um, and we're we're excited to, to be here and to be a part of our church as we minister to our community, our local community, um, through this crisis. And um, so. Thank you, guys. Love you. Appreciate you. So as we close, maybe you're thinking, okay, what should I do? Do I need to give more to reach the lost? Yes. Do I need to become more aware of the spiritual state of our world? Yes. Do I need to be connecting with our missionaries more to encourage, pray over, meet the needs of, and recharge them? Yes. Well, do I need to go? To go to the uttermost parts of the world? More of you need to be going than you realize. Did you know that if the number of missionaries the church has going to unreached people groups is the actual number of missionaries that God has called into that mission field, then your chances of being called into missions are less than your chances of being in a plane crash. Something tells me that God has called more of us to go. So now, before you give a cent or research for even one second, or you call a single missionary, or even before you type one letter into Google looking for mission trip opportunities, I want you to join with me in something in prayer. Too often we try to solve the problem of sin in our world in our own power, jumping into action and following it with a pleading prayer for God to approve and bless what we've already done. Greg Steer, the founder of Dare to Share Ministries said, 
Prayer needs to become the engine driving the train of our ministry efforts instead of the caboose following them. Now, last week, Pastor John gave us a challenge to set an alarm with a reminder to pray for revival in our world each day. And I want you to start there. Start by praying for God to move in our world, in our country, in our state, in our communities. But before you take one step of action, pray for God to start a revival in your heart. Because if revival happens within the church, it will result in a reached world. So let's begin right now as we close in prayer. God, I thank you so much for this opportunity and time to gather together in a new way, to come together and and to be looking at your word, to be looking at the condition of our world. God, to see the, the incredible need that is there for us to start reaching these unreached people. God, right now I pray for these billions of people who have not had the opportunity to hear the life-saving message of the gospel. God, would you ignite your church and send us out? God, you've taken us out of the walls of our buildings. God, send us even further to reach. God, put in our hearts a desire to, to have people know you. God, the people that are right around us, that they would know you. The people, God, that, that we have regionally. And God, the people across the world from us. Help us to have a heart like yours that sees the condition of the world and wants to do something, God. Fill us with compassion. Fill us with a focus, God, that goes beyond ourselves and our temporal needs and focuses on not just the comfort, God, but the salvation of the world around us. God, help us to see this great cause before us and to step up to the challenge. God, I pray right now for our church that you would begin a revival within us, that you would begin building in our hearts a desire to make you known in this world. God, that people would hear from us this message. God, that they would see it lived out in our lives. And God, I just pray that you would help us to grow as your church in our understanding of how important it is to give, to go, and to serve, to reach, and to share. God, we thank you for this time together, and I pray, God, that you would be glorified in our days today as we go through a different season. Help us, God, to remember who you are and what you've done. God, to give you the praise and glory that you deserve from our hearts. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, I wanted to uh, just quickly let you know that these videos that we have of our missionaries, they're gonna be available on our website. Like the Rays video that we just watched is actually a lot longer than that and they have so much more they wanna share with you. So jump on mitchellberean.com and go to our missions page and you can check out those videos. Make sure you're connecting with our missionaries to encourage them, to build them up and make sure you're praying for them on a regular basis. Church, we love you and I'm so excited to be able to connect with you in this way. Looking forward to the day where we get to be back together again praying for you always, and look forward to seeing you soon.